Hello guys, my name is Brahim Mansa Kalam. Welcome to Kingdom Grace Podcast. So today we're here to talk about um, gospel music and I am here with Ryan. Ryan, can you briefly introduce yourself to the audience? Hey, what's going on everybody? Uh, my name is Ryan Ellis. I am a artist out here in California and um, born and raised and uh, very excited to be here. Wow, wow, California. You're enjoying yeah. the weather. Here in Canada, it's pretty cold. Oh, man, you know, that's why I had to do the blue skies, bro. You know wow, wow. First question I have for you is, um, how did you um, <clears throat> came about believing in Jesus? Because I always want to know how people give your life to Christ, because that's a special moment for everybody. I was uh, 16 years old and I was uh, pretty wild. You know, I grew up without a, a father figure in my life, most of my life. Um, and my mother, she was really good at what, you know, she could do, but I was pretty, you know, headstrong as a child, you say. And, um, and then, you know, I just got into a lot of trouble growing up and, um, and I always felt like I was missing something, you know, I think especially not having a father, you know, in my life consistently was something that was really hard for me. And, and I felt like I had something missing. And I remember, you know, going to church, I was a part of a dance crew um, growing up. I used to dance hip hop back in the day. That's kind of like my first way of like falling in love with music is like, it was through dance. And um and I was part of a hip hop crew called Jabberwockies. And uh, these guys would all go to church, you know? And so they would take me along with them. I was a younger bro. And uh, I remember one good Friday service, I was sitting there and uh, it was at the Rock Church in San Diego. And um, I remember just having this real moment of like, wow, God is real. Like, this is real. Like this homie is real. God is real. <laughs> and I need to like accept that. Like there's something bigger than this. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't remember what I was thinking my whole life where it was just like I was thinking for myself. And and then when I had this kind of I had this moment was like an aerial view and I could see the world and I could see how small I was. And mm -hmm. like there has to be a creator, you know, and then I just felt like all of a sudden it felt like God was speaking to me. It was like, hey, what's up? I'm here. Like, you know, and like, whoa, you know, and. It was just a real moment of God is real. And then I got older and I didn't, you know, when I was younger and that moment happened, it was really powerful and I was going to Bible studies and stuff. But then I moved up north from where we were living um, in Northern California. I was in San Diego. We moved up to Fresno and I was all by myself. And I just kind of fell away from reading the Bible and having community like that. And, um, and discipleship's really important, I believe, like in the beginning phases, you mm -hmm. know, well, I think throughout, you know, throughout your walk, having people you can check in with. And I didn't really have that. So I fell back into my old ways, you know, in high school. And then um, after high school, I didn't really have a plan. I joined up with the Navy and uh, I was um, pretty wild in the Navy as well, too, you know, partying and, 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 and just living a life of debauchery you know and uh and i almost got kicked out of the navy you know my mm. my roommate got kicked out because of you know um something that happened and then i was really close to the situation and i remember 
thinking, wow, what are you doing, bro? Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing with your life? And what is it that is making you this way? Like, why are you so reckless? And I, I had no real, like, um, I had no real uh, concept of consequences. You know, I just didn't, I just did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I saw this guy get kicked out of the Navy and I felt like, man, that could have been me. And then all of a sudden my mom, she starts sending me Bible verses, text messaging me the Bible verses. And yeah. I was like, what is going on here? And uh, I hadn't spoken yeah. to my mom in almost three years while I was in. And, um, and you know, the, the word of God, it, 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 it's sharper than any two, you know, double-edged sword, you know, it cuts That's right true. to the bone, man, if you allow it to, you know, and, um, <clears throat> And when I started really looking at these verses and started dwelling on them and looking at them, they really started to speak to me. Hmm. Um, and I started thinking, you know what? I need to get my life together. <laughs> and I said, I need to really get my my stuff together. And, you know, I think God can really help me do that. I think Jesus can help me do that. So it was, there's like stages, you know, when I was 16 yeah. years old, it was, oh my gosh, God is real. And then, and then when I was in my 20s, it was, okay. God, I need you to help me get my life right. And um, and then after I got out of the Navy, because I went hardcore, you know, I, I like was like, all right, I want to be discipled. My mom, she was like married to this guy who got his master's in apologetics at Biola University out here. And it's like a very prestigious college. And he was dialed in. I mean, this guy has his doctorate degree in the Bible. So I would just sit with him and he would he became, you know, my spiritual father. You know, nice. it was like this godfather that, God brought in and I was getting discipled. Me and my brother both got, were getting discipled by him. Um, I started doing worship at the local church. Me and my brother both were doing music. He played percussion. I played you know, guitar and sing. Um, and then we just were really hardcore into it. But then we became super legalistic, man. And we started like going after like Mormons and like Jehovah's Witness would come <laughs> over knocking on our home and be like, oh, why don't you come in? And we try to convert them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wild man i you know i think for me i finally had a purpose and i was like okay this is it and it's like you know but you know the older i got you the older you get you start to see god's agenda you know instead of your own and um, god's agenda is you know what is it we're called to be love you know we're called to Absolutely. be like christ and we're called to be like god and god is love and what's the first what's the first thing it says love is love is patient yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, it, yeah. bro. You know, so I was being the opposite of that. I'm like going on, mm. you need to accept Christ, you know, and just going to battle with people because I was, you know, I was still pretty stubborn in my head. And yeah, uh, and so I eventually encountered the Holy Spirit, you know, where I was on a, uh, a hike with some friends and this guy who had been walking with the Holy Spirit, which is a it's just a totally different conversation, but it's really like, if anything, if I boil down to what Holy Spirit is, it's it's having another level of faith, you know? And uh, this guy was talking about miracles that he had been seeing, and I was very book smart. I was like dialed in with the Bible. I knew how to do Bible studies. I was, you know, but to actually go up to people and pray for them, to actually pray for miracles, to actually like step out in faith, knowing God is going to like, you know, and hearing the Holy Spirit. What does that yeah. look like? Know? And how do you know when you have peace? And how do you know when God is breathing on something? And when he has wow. the grace, he's lifting the grace. You have to be in like consistent communication with him. You know, it's yeah. like if I called you, bro, it's like, hey, bro, you call me up, right? The first time you call me up, I'm like, who the heck is this? But the third, the fourth, the fifth time, 
I'm like, I recognize this dude's dope voice. You know, he's got that African accent, like Gucci voice. You know, I know, you know, (laughs) the homie when I hear him. So that's what it's like talking with God. You know, it's he's given us that access because that's what Jesus came to and died for was that so we could be an access with God, you know, before, you know, we were behind a veil, but now we have the veil gone. And so he, this guy was showing me, I mean, he prayed for me, man. And he told me things only I knew about me. Mm. And I was like, how did you know this? And he was like, man, the Holy Spirit, bro. And I was yeah. like, what the heck? And so it rocked me, bro. And that set me mm. on my whole other adventure. I was out, I was out of the Navy. I couldn't get a job anywhere because we were in like a depression, you know, and yeah. during the Obama administration. And it was a trip. I was a decorated war vet. I went to Afghanistan. I did, you know, a tour out in Afghanistan on, on boots on the ground. I led teams of 30, you know, in through the desert looking for IEDs, you know, and, and I got back to my country and then I got out because I had no choice because they were cutting the Navy down. And then I had no other, I had no identity outside of the military. But then mm-hmm. when I encountered the Holy Spirit, and I was like, whoa, this is another way to do God that's more relational. And I don't have to have an agenda with people. I can trust God is working on them. I just got to love them well. And what does that's love true. look like? Love looks, love is patient. Love is kind. Holds no record of wrong. Endures all things. Hopes all things. And I started doing that, bro. Like yeah. doing that in different <laughs> ways. And it started leading me where I was now. I couldn't get a job anywhere. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit. So I started leading worship in coffee shops. Hmm. And this guy that I met said, you can lead, you can sing your songs here, bro. Like after the coffee shop closes and it started with me and a buddy of mine. And it went from me and says, we're two or more gathered, you know, his presence will come. And uh, it went from two, then it went to five. And we did this every single night for six months. Hmm. And I just was singing spontaneous songs. I was singing, actually I was singing uh, live from the bank's house, upper room, um, or no, uh, it was live. It was, uh, United pursuit live from the live from the bank's house. Yeah. I would sing those songs and then I would flow and I just freestyle and I'd sing my own songs wow. to God. And we'd see wow. crazy miraculous <laughs> after I encountered the Holy spirit. I was like, okay, God, this is for real. You showed me when I was 16 that you were for real. And then you wow. show me with the, that you for real and then you show me with the power of the holy spirit that you're real okay i got nothing else going on <laughs> where am i going next that's what that was my question i was like mm. god you just show me what i'm supposed to do next and i'd literally wake up and be like god what do you want me to do and he'd go call up your homie joseph or something and hang out with him all day and i'd do these things and then these, we'd see you know how god you could see the basket weave of like if i hadn't hung out with this homie that day this thing would have happened this miracle this prayer mm. this and I started seeing how he's like, let me lead and you just follow and I will basket weave this whole thing together. Mm. And he told me to start leading worship at these coffee shops. And I did it. It was, again, two people, then three people. And then we started seeing these miracles and then 20 people were showing up. Wow. And then it ended up being like maybe 150 people showing up in this little coffee shop. And this was wow. back in 2011. Wow. This wow. was 2011. 2012 Bethel wasn't on the radio you know what was crazy was actually my spiritual father and my mom they thought I was demon possessed (laughs) they were like this is back you know remember back in the day bro you remember (laughs) Bethel was not nobody was bumping Bethel back in the day it was Mm. like 
people forget so quickly they were like demonizing us man there was articles people who were you know doing just spontaneous worship nights that free flowing and it didn't look mm -hmm. like a three song set list or whatever they were like you got the kundalini spirit <laughs> it was like what are you talking about like you know and so for years i was rolling like that for years i left my mother and my father says you need to leave your mother and your father right and you need yeah. to go so i did bro i like i said i love you guys thank you for the foundational truth and i knew i knew what the holy spirit was because i had the foundational truth and i knew when it got a little wild you know for some people but then when you start walking with god enough you start looking at people the way that he does and the way that God looks at people is like through the eyes of a father, you know? Yeah. That's why it says his grace is unending and his yeah. grace is uncomprehensible because you look at any father that's out there or any parent, they have a grace for their kid that nobody else does. You know, yeah. those parents too, you'd be like, can you yeah. please like make that kid stop screaming in my face? And then like, he's just tired. You're like, no, this kid is crazy. No, this parent has a grace for their kid that you don't. Yeah. But if you can operate in the Holy Spirit, you can have a grace for the whole world yeah. that actually makes the world and actually makes believers be like, question your salvation. I want to ask you a brief question because you have said quite a lot of stuff. I've taken it in. Um, yep. One of your songs that you wrote, The Heart of the Father, right? I've yep. listened to all of your songs because I'm very, I'm, I'm a content guy. Content is key. Content is very key, right? Usually when yep. I listen to music, I always look at the words, right? And uh, the chorus to The Heart of the Father really... Uh, stood out to me. It says, Jesus, your name is power. It's breath and living water. And your spirit guides me to the heart of the Father. Mm. Let your praise ring louder every day and every hour because your spirit guides me to the heart of the Father. That's, that's, that's just mind-blowing. We should have just recorded your voice with that, with your tone and your accent, bro. It sounds Gucci. It's like the African Morgan Freeman, bro. You could just do that. You could do <laughs> it's an acoustic version, just your vocals. And here you are talking about the Father, talking about Jesus, your name is power, and talking about what love is all about. And, and you share your experience, and you give your life to Jesus at an early age. And you went to the army, and you came out, and you did quite a lot of stuff. And God intervened. God did not give up on you. So my next question is, how did you end up taking your music to the next level? Again, bro, it was the it was following the Holy Spirit. You know, we went from those coffee shops. And you know mm -hmm. what I love about that course, too? It does describe even my testimony. Like, Jesus, your name is power, right? Like, it's, it's you know, the, the biblical foundational truth of seeing all that. And your spirit, right? Jesus, your name, it's like the, it's the foundational truth, right? Anybody can read upon it. And they got to like, they got to sit there and they got to like digest it and they got to come to terms whether it's real or if it's not, you know? Yeah. But the spirit, your spirit leads me. Yes, your spirit yeah. guides me to the heart of the father. Hmm. And at the end of the day, it's not about getting into heaven, bro. It's yeah. about how can you emulate being the heart of the Father? How can you? How can we be ambassadors for Christ? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's the that's the goal. It's like us being transformed in the likeness of Christ. You know, mm. taking on the mind of Christ and 
all of that, you know, seek first the kingdom and all will be added to you, man. So the, the way that I took my music to the next level, honestly, was trusting God. You know, I just said, okay, I'm going to do this, these coffee shop nights. And, and one thing led me to the other, you know, where I, I went up to Santa Barbara, where there was a college ministry that was going on. I mean, it was wild that tens of thousands of kids partying in the street and we were just handing them out hamburgers saying, God loves you, bro. We give them a hamburger mm, yeah. and uh, we're called <laughs> Jesus burgers. And, uh, oh, wow. and I was doing worship in the back, getting the saints ready. But then we go mm. out in the street and just be love. We weren't holding up picket signs. Mm. We weren't, it was literally just giving them a hamburger and then hanging out with them, dude, being sober, but wow. just showing them the love of God. They'd come into our house they'd pass out or throw open their toilet or, try to rob us or whatever but we were the <laughs> jesus burgers house you know wow. i met my wife there and um and i wrote my first song there that got cut by a major christian artist uh a, a song called resurrection power and um chris tomlin eventually cut yeah. it it was his um, and um it was really cool just that whole process because i've always written my songs out of just my life revelations you know mm. Now I have wow. resurrection power. Living. I mean, and it's not like this, you know, when we were sending it in the garage out in those college towns, it was, it, it was like war cry, bro. You know, <laughs> because for a long time I was super legalistic and I yeah. was like, and I was combating people who were stepping out in faith or people who trusted mm. the Holy Spirit or who trusted God in faith for things. And I'm like, you think you're listening to the, I don't know what my deal was, but then when I was like, yo, I have, what is that? The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives inside of us. Mm. And that was huge revelation for me. And I wow, said, yo, wow. we got the spirit of Christ in us. We got this, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. We can go out into these streets mm. and we can show people that wow. love. You know what I'm saying? And we can show them that revelation. And then that song got picked up by Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Total God story. And um and that was like kind of off to the races, you know, I was talking mm. to other. And then I was being brought out to Nashville. The guy who wrote Good, Good Father, you know that song? Yeah. You're a good, good father. He was a good friend of mine. Well, I met him back in the day at a house yeah. church. And he heard that Resurrection Power song. And he was like, bro, that song is fire. And he had just released Good, Good Father. And I was like, dang, bro, you just did Good, Good Father. This is amazing what God's doing in the church right now. And he yeah. would bring me out to Nashville. His name's Tony Brown. And he's the guy who started actually Mav City, Maverick City and House Fires. Okay. Um, he started bringing me out to Nashville because he just believed in me. And, uh, and I started writing and I started kind of, you know, writing the songs, man. God brought, was, I know it's trippy too, because for a long time I was like, God, you're going to do something outside the church. And yet you're bringing me into like Christian music, you know, like Christian contemporary. And I'm like, yeah. and again, at this time, Bethel was like, heresy bro like hmm. like people thought you know we were demon possessed and so i was in this space where it was so reformed you know so much structure to get a song on christian radio the way that we have a song the heart of the father they're saying that this song sounds like nothing like anything else on christian radio because of the drums and my r&b kind of voice you know what i'm saying even though it's all truth yes yes it was like a it was like okay god i'm a circle and this is a square but you bringing me into this and i said if and because this is what you know god said you're going to be going into christian music i remember having a conversation like what are we doing here i was doing coffee shop worship and he goes this is where i'm bringing you next hmm. and uh 
And I just received that. And that was in 2015, right when I first got married. And um, since then, it's just been open door. God's been opening all these doors to now. Heart of the Father is number five on billboards. And yeah, wow. And it's a blessing, bro. Like, I can't take any credit for it. You know what I'm yes, saying? You've heard yes. this whole thing. It wasn't me, bro. It wasn't me. Yeah, I'm not like yeah. out here strategizing. Or... It's the team around me that God has placed. And then it's also him saying what he's going to do, you know? Absolutely. And that song, Heart of the Father, actually was around almost six years ago. Wow. We had that song going off in our community in Santa Barbara hmm. because we were all living in this revelation of religion is dead, bro. Religion is dead. And it's about a relationship and yes. the heart of the father and the resurrection power that lives inside of us gives us the ability to operate and love people unconditionally. Absolutely. And so we were in that mode and then getting into this Christian music realm of radio and all this stuff. I really feel like it's an amazing message that a lot of people need to hear in the sense of that's how God looks at us as like a father, you know? And, and what does the eyes of a father look like? What defines a Christian music? I would say people from the beginning of time love to label <laughs> and they love to create as much division as they can because if that wasn't the case, then we wouldn't have all these different types of different, you know, sects of, of Christianity. You know, we have... Catholicism, non-denominational, Baptists, you know, like it's culture. It's just culture. For me, yes. it's not right or wrong. It's culture. It's yeah. what speaks to the people around you. What are they familiar with? You know, when I go, you know, and that's what I've learned. I've learned being Filipino. Okay. I've learned, you know, I'm Filipino and white. So okay. I've I, I'm a mixed bag in here. You know, I got okay. some I'm Indian. <laughs> you know, there might be some African there too. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We're all, we're all related, bro. We're all created Absolutely. To, and, and related in a way. So I think, but for me, because I didn't grow up around a lot of Filipinos. And I've had a very interesting, I think, human experience in the sense of a group of a single mom. I had Filipino aunties, and, but I didn't grow up hardcore, you know, like some Filipinos. And I grew up in, in San Diego, predominantly Mexican. Um, and then you would see like the richer you get, you see the white homies. And, uh, and then, you know, but black homies, there wasn't even that many black people, you know, like in San Diego. It wasn't until I started, you know, traveling a little bit more, but you know, I had, I had, I knew black culture. I know Mexican culture. I know white culture, you know what I'm saying? These are cultures. These are where people come from. And I've learned to adapt and learn to know how to honor each one, you know, and they've all influenced me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm just a receiving end of all these people's beautiful cultures. You know, Filipino culture is like, you go to the Philippines, you see they like to eat, they like to dance, they like to, the performing arts, sing, different things like that. But, you know, it was the black homies that came up with, you know, 808s and bass and funk and different things like that. And then you have, you know, uh, you have um, the the Calvary, you know, way of how they structure their worship songs, you know, and mm -hmm. hymnals and things like that. And then you have 
you know, Mexican people with, you know, there's so many different, you know, flavors that they bring in acoustic guitar and like bongos, you know, I have all that stuff like in my sets, you know, because I grew up around all of that. I go to the Puerto Rican festivals because, you know, I love the culture and the food, I'm not even Puerto Rican, you know, but yeah. I just, I love. So I think for me, Christian music is an expression of who you are, you know, and how are you giving this offering to God? Then that, clear, that, that for me solidifies like, oh, this homie is doing a worship song. If you say, hey, this is unto the Lord, you know, because I think people have even misunderstood in the sense of like, I think they're missing out in a whole nother way. Yeah. Yeah. What people are trying to express. You know, for me, I think the next wave of Christian music is not going to be so much whatever the content is, it's whoever that person. Hmm. You know, I listen to just, I don't listen to music in genre. I listen to artists because I love their hmm. story. I love what hmm. they stick for. I love the songs that they sing that bring me deeper into their thought process. And, and how do they make decisions and what their conversation, and it might not even be a conversation with God. It's just, you know, people follow Jesus because there was something that he was doing, you know, and he followed. And I look at people like that. And I look at, I try to, I, I just get the, you know, they say, take the meat and spit out the bones, you know, and I do that with everybody. And as a musician, I'm inspired by so many, I'm inspired by things that Kanye's doing. I'm inspired by things that Drake's doing. I'm inspired by the weekend. I'm inspired by Mac Miller. I'm inspired by Michael W. Smith. I'm inspired by Chris Tomlin and his journey. I'm inspired by Mav City. I'm inspired by, you know, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, you know. And when you look at all these men's journey, and they all have their own relationship with God in their own way, everyone does, you know. And yeah. so it's not me to put my relationship on them and be like, oh, because you aren't following the way that I do, then your stuff is trash and I can't listen to it, hmm. you know. Um, I don't know. It's having that grace, you know, it's having that compassion when you have that and you have that ability to have grace for somebody, you will get, you know, it says honor a prophet and receive a prophet's reward. Yeah. So when you, when you, when you honor these people, you get something from them. If you can honor a Kendrick Lamar, if you can honor a J Cole, you will receive those people's rewards, whatever it is, that's there. And you can get it. And if you look at what these people are doing, they're changing culture. They're speaking to the world, you know? And if you want to speak to the world about God, you got to learn how the world speaks. And you got to learn how to talk to people and honor instead of coming like you know it all and that you got something to give them. Because, you know, people don't like that, man. That's not how they roll. They, they, you've got to learn how to just love people and not have an agenda. And I think that'll give you this breakthrough. So for me, Christian music, it, it's culture and it's, a, it's, a, it's an offering unto God and being like, hey, this is for him. And to me, that'll categorize it as Christian music for me. So because um, music is very powerful, most powerful tools that Satan can use to reach out to young people. And God can also use to reach out to young people. And um, what's your message in your music, especially for young men and young women who are looking at life and they're hopeless, they're miserable, there's no sense of purpose, no sense of direction. And how can 
your music speak to them? How can your music be a Bible that they can listen to? And and when they listen to your music, they'll listen to your message, and that message will draw them to the heart of the Father. I think, you know, yeah, that's been really why I've made the music that I've made. That's, you know, so many inspirations part of genres that aren't necessarily Christian. But my biggest thing is I want to connect with people. You know what I'm saying? I want to connect with people. I want to make sure that they feel like they're not alone. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm an older brother. I'm a, I'm, I got a younger brother. And um, I think it's just always been inside of me. You know, if I have something that can help my younger bro out, then I try to put him on, you know what I'm saying? And not that everybody's my younger brother, but it's just like, I like just saying, hey, it's going to be all right. So everybody needs to hear that. You know, everybody needs yeah. somewhere they can go to where they can hear. Everything's going to be all right, bro. Hmm. And with my story and my experience, this is what I've done. Trust a God with everything and put him forward and put him first, even when it was hard, you know, even when it didn't even make sense. But it was mm. like when I just did these things, it all worked out and God really like came through. And so my, my music really is a message of just encouraging people just keep pushing forward and uh, that there's more out there and that there's more that we see than we can see right now. But that God will take care of you, you know, if you really just trust him and trust that, that, that voice that he's the Holy spirit that he's given us to like communicate with him and, and dial in and find out where's the peace on all of it, you know? So that's really what I feel like people can get when they listen to my music. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I listen to your music so far, I, especially the ones on YouTube. Um, you have what it takes. You have you have the, the grace. You, God has given you the gift and you're using it. You know, when we see the circular artists, the portrayed gun gun violence, the portray um, sexual immorality. And these are things that uh, people, the audience will look at and assume that this is the reality of life. Now, for us, as for you as a as a gospel artist, your music video, if you're going to do anyone like what, what story, what are you going to portray? like virtues that will that will draw people towards morality or, or vices and that will make people start thinking about you know what i i want to be ambitious or i want to go after ladies you know um how can you as 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 a music artist even though yes you're doing the gospel music but your life itself blends into your music to create a positive impact a positive change because when somebody sees you in the street they'll be like you know what that's ryan over there that's who ryan is ryan is authentic ryan is not perfect but ryan is sincere ryan truly loves god and and i've heard some of the things from your past experience because most times people want to relate with with what happened to you they want to see your weaknesses they want to see your challenges they want to see your flaws because sometimes we all pretend to be perfect when we're not when people know that i know what i was once into this bad habit i was once away from god but i know what god has helped this young man and if god can do it for ryan god can also do it for me you know so i know i've said a lot but how can you as as i know you're not just a gospel artist you are a minister you have you have you have you are a role model just like when the circular artists they influence the way we think they influence how we dress they influence how we speak they influence how we behave 
So Christian artists can be in that same position of influence because music is powerful. I believe, you know, honestly, what I'm like trying to grind out and what I'm trying to, you know, I'm in that, that whole conversation with my team and even myself and with God because I think the biggest hindrance that we have as Christians is that we've segregated ourselves. We do have to be separate from the world. But he didn't say go on and make a full-on genre. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A, a music. And like, you know why? Because people love to attach themselves to stuff like that. People love to rally. And this is our thing. And we're against the world. And it's us. Right, guys? You know what I'm saying? That's what people do. And um, because, it, because then you find your people... Because this is what's hard. A lot of people have had really hard times out in the world. People who come to church, people who come and find Christ. Maybe they had really bad experiences with drinking and drugs and, and, and all that stuff. And so they come to Christianity and then they demonize it. Mm. And they say, you're not being a good role model. But to those people, they are being a role model. Think about DMX. That homie was raw. And he would pray every single time during his concerts. Yeah. And he would run back and forth. Then he was like, where are my dogs at? Where am I? <laughs> because it's a culture. Mm. It's a culture. There are kids there that are still growing up in the project that still have to navigate. How are they, how are they moving? Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's kids that are growing up with nothing and they see this person that came from nothing and there's a mentality like you can't you know it's so much deeper of just like you all need jesus and that's going to fix everything there's generational things mm -hmm. that they're dealing with yeah that's and true. the way that you actually love somebody is showing them i see you i see you and so for me i'm still trying to figure that out because i want to be able to show somebody maybe who isn't a christian mm. yo I see you. Hmm. And this is what my testimony looks like. And, and I think for me, I don't want to like put myself in boxes. And that's why it's so hard to sometimes worship music because it's so exclusive. And what brings people to, <laughs> what brings people to Jesus is love and kindness, bro. His kindness leads people to repentance. So how do you be kind hmm. to somebody who has no idea what you're talking about? They have no idea about this Lord of the Rings. The kingdom is at hand and the darkness and the eye of Saruman. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's this whole poetic vision of things and that we've like, that we've like made. And some people are like, yo, I'm broke right now. I'm living on the street. And I get this thing you're saying, but yo, do you even know what I'm going through? Do you even understand? You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to like, have compassion. I want to be Jesus who was in the streets with people, man. I want to be the person I want, you know, and the hardest thing for me becoming a Christian artist was like, it was giving away my ninja card. Mm -hmm. I love going into recording studios and I love going into, you know, other rights or different things. And they had no idea who I was. Mm -hmm. And then I would just do my thing. I'd love on them, bro. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, man, we never on this. We never been around this. But what the heck? Who are you? Mm -hmm. And I'd just be like, yo, this is my story, bro. But mm -hmm. now when I go in, they're like, oh, you're that Christian guy. <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying it's not yeah. it's not anybody's fault you know it is it's for those homies that have ruined it but that's what i'm trying to like stand on is like 
if the mission is people, then we got to figure out how to mm. speak to people yes. because right now it's not working. Mm. And, um, in a lot of ways it is some people were like, well, you know, these things are happening over here. Da -da. And I'm like, Drake is the number one artist in the world. Justin Bieber is the number one listened to artist in the world. Yeah. And what are these homies saying? You know, it says like Paul said to the, you know, to the church, he goes, you guys just want milk right now. Hmm. But I'm trying to give you meat. You know what a meat is? Listen to like, you know, I was listening to this homie. I listen to this, these trap artists because it's like, you get to hear what the streets are saying. You hmm. get to hear what these homies are going through. You get to hear stories. Like, you know, they're, they're graphic, you know, they're, they're yeah, hardcore, yeah. but whenever i see one of those homies or if i see somebody i'm not like oh my gosh this guy i'm like dude i get this dude i get the mm -hmm. homie i know I, I know what he's going been raised in that sense of baby you know and his uncles are having to get like mess with him giving him guns to play with and he grew up in that so how can yeah. i demonize you can't love what you demonize mm -hmm. so i'm trying to figure out how does that land so if i'm going to be a role model that's what i'm trying to be a role model for it's like yo we got to love the world man we got to love everybody that's what god would want True, true. Well, that's that's pretty much the end of um, the conversation. <laughs>